Welcome to Black Bottom Saints with Alice Randall. I'm your host, Alice Randall. Each episode of this podcast will explore the life of a particular saint in the novel Black Bottom Saints, the rich history of Detroit's Black Bottom neighborhood, what the Detroit past has to tell us about the global future, and end with a cocktail recipe. This podcast is for people who have and have not read Black Bottom Saints. Each episode, we'll be talking about the play between history and fiction and how one informs the other. I hope a stop here is a little like meeting up with a talkative stranger in the lobby of Detroit's fabled Gotham Hotel. This week, I want to introduce you to Sadie Pryor. Sadie Pryor, Ziggy's aunt, has emerged among Black Bottom Saints readers as the fan favorite. In a novel centered on Black Detroit and peopled with glamorous Black writers, singers, actors, doctors, preachers, and labor leaders, it is perhaps surprising to many that a rather prim and proper Black woman who was born in Florida in 1899 and died in Florida in 1977, rarely leaving the state, has that honored position. It would not have been surprising to Ziggy. He calls Sadie Pryor his secret weapon, and she is the novel's secret weapon. Let's start with letting Ziggy tell you all about that. 1964. There was Sadie E. Pryor Knight in Pensacola. I should have been there, but I was working, and had I attended, she wouldn't have known what to do with me in one of my light-colored silk suits. She was president of the PTA, She was principal of Spencer Bibbs Elementary. She helped found a black YWCA and the C.B. Nelson Daniels Chapter 172 of the Eastern Star and was installed as a worthy matron. She was a national leader of Girl Scouts. If I sound proud, it is because I am. And she always played humble. Sadie knew black girls made miracles because she had been a black girl making miracles. Every day, in every club, she worked alongside black women who had been, but were not acknowledged as being, shamans. Some came from hoodoo, some from conjure, some from voodoo, but they stood on the shores of colored girl mystery, M-I-S-T-E-R-Y, mystery, that shrouded territory where misery is converted to mystery and power. In many ways, this novel is all about the everyday miracles people achieve with the help of other everyday people called saints. Miracles that are not inevitable. Many of these miracles are created by a cocktail of vision and organization First, you envision what justice might look like. Then if you are Sadie, you organize to achieve it. If you are Sadie, one of your favorite people walking the earth today is Stacey Abrams. If you are Sadie, you want to be put to work, hard work, on Stacey Abrams' behalf. You want to be Stacey's patron saint because you realize that modern-day political organizers have roots in your home community of black club women. In honor of Stacey, Sadie, and Black Bottom past, 
I dedicate this episode of the Black Bottom Saints podcast to the brave women and men of Detroit, children and grandchildren of Black Bottom, who refusing to allow a pandemic to keep them from voting in the fall of 2020, put Michigan on their backs and turned America into a new direction by delivering 17 electoral college votes to the Biden-Harris ticket. That is an action all of the Black Bottom Saints would have applauded, Sadie Loudest. And as viewed through the lens of the novel Black Bottom Saints, and particularly the Sadie Pryor chapter, those 17 electoral college votes going to the Biden-Harris ticket are a miracle with roots in Black girl magic. New strategies and new technologies give the current generation of Black Americans new ways to organize. These new ways are proving to be powerful wings moving us towards justice for all, towards Black Lives Mattering. But the new ways to organize, if they are to be used for their greatest power, will stay in conversation with the old ways and with the truth that organizing in Black America has roots in the Black women's club movement, roots in the Black church, and roots in the Black labor movement. Those roots didn't get us all the way, but they got us a long way. To get all the way, we need the roots and the wings. It took roots and wings in Detroit in the fall of 2020 to put Biden and Harris in the White House in the winter of 2021. The power of praying Black women, the power of Black club women, were woven into the power of the internet and email in two significant campaigns, Stroll to the Polls and Souls to the Polls. Those campaigns made an immense impact on the recent presidential election. The daughters and granddaughters of Black Bottom put Michigan on their back, and turned America into a better direction. I said that before, but it bears saying again. To do this, they had to look past significant differences that in time will need to be negotiated with care and insight. Some of those differences concern the tone of discourse. Some of those differences concern colorism. Some of those concern classism. Some of them concern gender identity. Some of them concern sexual identity. To name just a few of the essential concerns that divide us. Concerns that are significant, but concerns we must grapple with to move forward. A dynamic that is emerging in Black communities online, in neighborhoods, and sometimes in homes is rupture a growing schism between new voices and the old heads. A dynamic that is emerging in Black communities online, in neighborhoods, and sometimes in our homes is a growing rupture, a growing schism between new voices and old heads. I am an old head who loves being taught by the new voices while still learning from my old-headed peers. A thing I love about the Sadie-Ziggy dynamic, it underscores the need to work what we would call in Black Bottom, 
both ends of the street. Let me let Ziggy tell it. Some people can't believe it till they see how much Sadie loves me. Why? We seem so different. From the outside, Aunt Sadie and I could not be more different. Sadie Pryor is a pillar of the Pensacola Mount Zion Baptist Church. I myself see the inside of church only when there's a funeral, and it would be a Catholic church. Aunt Sadie wears glasses and frumpy sack dresses and looks studious. I was born dapper and will die dapper. I don't wear the reading spectacles I need. She's a librarian who's known for raising her eyebrows to get students to quiet down. I'm a show producer known for raising my eyebrows to get kids to project louder. Yes, presidents of Motown PTAs have been known to question whether I am a fit example for our young ones because I consort with show folk and gamblers and others associated with nightlife. Sadie Pryor maintains perfectly proper associates, fellow board members of the YWCA, members of the Eastern Star Lodge she leads, fellow Sunday school teachers, and is lauded as an example of PTA praiseworthy deportment in Pensacola, indeed across Florida and all around these United States. Sadie was born a virgin and by choice will likely die a virgin. Some folks call me the old reprobate. But all of this is from the outside. If we look at our goals from the inside, if I understand my business to be raising our small fry to be fully enfranchised citizens, Sadie and I share a common cause. So much power arises when we seek the common cause. The next presidential election has already begun. Sadie Pryor reminds us to stay organized and to do what we need to do to save black lives. Sadie Pryor saved black lives. Let me back up and tell you a little about this and about her. On the surface, as I've said, Sadie's a bit more prim and proper than the other saints. She always wore pearls. On the surface, she was the perfect demure club woman, librarian, and school principal, who was probably a little stern and could have seemed a little conventional. She was anything but what she seemed. As she put it, and Ziggy quoted her, when they focus on our social climbing, they don't see the children we are lifting over the wall. Hard, hungry, and able. Children prepared by us to make the Bible promise an earthly reality. The last shall be first. Black children. Sadie, a school teacher, a librarian, and eventually a principal, was all about black children. She first fought alongside others to have beaches in Florida integrated, open to blacks so we could enjoy the fitness and wellness benefits of open water swimming. When the beaches were integrated, the national press and national leaders, most of whom were men, moved on, leaving Sadie in the company of local black women to fight the second and crucial fight for funding for lifeguards for the black beaches. Her old head understood what many overlooked, Beaches without lifeguards meant black bodies were in increased danger. This history gets forgotten. When the beaches around Pensacola were originally open to blacks, the state of Florida allocated no funds for lifeguards for the black beaches, and lives were lost. Old heads are full of history, 
too much of it, too much black history that hasn't been written down yet. Old heads are libraries of unpublished books. They are more than that, but they are that, and they are valuable. Reading historical fiction, we are invited to remember, to enter the past, to better engage with the present. That's some of what you get when old heads and new voices enter into healthy conversation. We enter the past to better engage with the present. Sadie proves you don't have to be a doctor to save a life, and you don't have to write novels or sculpt in clay or compose music to be an artist. Sadie was a lifesaver, and Sadie was an artist. Sadie was an old head we need to treasure. The dance she did playing low with racist Florida politicians to assure the safety of black children's lives was a brilliant work of profound art. I love Sadie, and I believe that her chapter reminds us in the summer of 2021 when the schism between our powerful oldest heads and our powerful new voices is growing, that there are life and death reasons to find a way to stay in honest and mutually respectful communication. Libation for the feast day of Sadie E. Pryor, the Sadidi sister. One jigger old Tom Gin, one pony of grenadine, one half lime, juiced, lime zest, mint sprigs. Place gin, grenadine, and lime juice in a cocktail shaker and shake with ice. Strain into a tall glass filled with ice cubes. Garnish with mint sprigs and lime zest. Next week, we'll meet a very different saint, the Reverend Clarence Cobbs. Until then, keep zagging with Ziggy and always remember, joy is radical. This podcast was produced by Chelsea Crowell and Aaron McNally. The theme from Black Bottom Saints was written and recorded by Lewis York. Nashville Women Blues was recorded by Reese Palmer and written by Bessie Smith. The novel Black Bottom Saints is published by Amistad, HarperCollins, and is available at your favorite bookstore and on Audible. Find out more at alicerandall.com. Down.